Hello and welcome to the Health Coach Approach with Emma podcast, episode number 15. My aim here is to educate, inspire, and uplift you to live a life that you truly love and maximize your well-being. My name is Emma and I am the founder of the Health Coach Approach business. I create online wellness resources that include guided meditations, mindfulness, movement, journaling, and daily routine exercises. I even have meditations for kids. These can be purchased through my website at www.thehealthcoachapproach.com.au. There's also some really high quality, some good free wellness resources on there too, so make sure to check that out. I'm also a wellness consultant that works alongside workplaces, gyms, and private organizations running sessions and programs. So make sure to head over to my website or send me an email at connect at the healthcoachapproach.com.au to find out more how I can support you, your team, your clients, or your staff. But my biggest passion is working one-on-one with you guys. So if you want private wellness coaching where you get results and you really make positive, sustainable change, make sure to reach out and connect. Follow me on Instagram at the health at the HCA underscore with Emma and join the Generation Be Well Facebook group if you are a parent or an educator looking for well-being to support your kids. So My guests today are the incredibly beautiful, intelligent, and inspiring duo of Iyari, who is a yoga meditation teacher, and Danny, a holistic women's health and cyclical living facilitator. And together, they are the co-founders of the nonprofit organization, Pollinate. So these two women and their initiative, its goal is to nourish our next generation of women. And they do this through holistic mentoring, through workshops and school programs. So together, the three of us dive deep into women's health with the topics of well-being, menstruation, and really just living in harmony with our natural menstrual cycle. So if you get something out of this podcast, the episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And I really did deeply appreciate your support. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the Health Coach Approach. I'm so excited to have Denny and Iari with me from Pollinate and Co. Um, so I just welcome you guys to the show. Like finally we got this episode happening. So welcome. Thank you. So good to be here. Thanks for having us. Um, okay, so for our listeners, um, can you explain just maybe what, maybe explain who you are? So individually, like your story, if you can just give us an overview of who you are and how you came into this work and what you do. Yep, cool. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Danny, and who I am. So the work I do is mostly with womb health. Um, so I work a lot with women. I have, um, I've just started doing yoni steaming, just become a yoni steaming practitioner. So working, um, yeah, with traditional Chinese medicine to support different sort of issues that women might experience in their wombs and with their menstrual cycles. And I also do 
cyclical living mentoring and um, run workshops for women on like sexuality and self-love and sisterhood and things like that so yeah wow. a couple of things there as well as being the co-founder of pollinate which is great <laughs> yeah cool um how did you first get into all this stuff Danny? like where was your were you always kind of in touch with your cycle, even in your know your early teens, or was it? Yeah, you're like shaking <laughs> your head a big no. Yeah, how did you get into it all? I would say I had a pretty similar sort of um, relationship with my menstrual cycle and my womb as most young girls did, and sexuality and all of that. Um, yeah, completely disconnected from it, really. I was on the pill from probably the age of 14, um, which was great because it cleared up my skin and stopped my period from coming, which was kind of like the aim of being a teenage girl. It was like, have clear skin and don't have to bleed. Yay. Mm. Um, but what that led to as I got older was, you know, other issues that started to arise. Like I definitely experienced, um, like severe mental health issues as I got older with being on the pill and I also I think it really impacted my gut health and my immune health and I um developed you know these sort of chronic illnesses um yeah like I um started to develop PCOS as I got older Mm. and you know all of these things and not really have any having any guidance or understanding of like where is this coming from and why do I have this what is it and only through doing um, my own research and having my older sister as well who um, is the creator of Moonbox Ooh. which is um, she basically supports people to um, like heal their womb health with um, through looking after their hormones so that was actually mm. my hint to all of this was having her as my sister and starting to learn about like the science behind hormonal health and how looking after our hormones actually supports looking after our whole menstrual cycle and our womb health. So that was a really big in for me. Um, and then I, and then really like, I've always been somebody that's been very deeply in tune and connected with nature and desiring to go down that sort of path of, connecting more with nature and when I found out about cyclical living and you know the way that our as women and as people with wombs we're so deeply connected to the cycles of nature Mm. that was kind of when I started to go okay I'm I love the science but also there's this other side where that I'm that I want to explore more which is about how can we live um, as you know people with wombs more in tune with nature and with the cycles that we are going through every month yeah because that was my first um really I guess like holistic experience with connecting with my menstrual cycle was when I first heard about it or it was likened to the seasons and in my mind it just made so much sense like physically kind of not so much but like emotionally and spiritually and mentally like how I was feeling and it gave me kind of like permission to be like it's okay to be you know withdrawn or want to be introspective or it's okay to feel really confident and really sexy at this time like it was just I think that was when it all kind of fell into place and kind of blew my mind open to another way of being with our menstrual cycle and that was same as you like just through my own research it wasn't really it wasn't talked about with any of my friends or, you know, teachers or anything. So it's pretty mind blowing when you come into contact with something like that. Absolutely. It's just this whole permission slip. Hey, you start Mm. to yeah realize that 
wow, actually my body is so much more, there's so much more going on and so much more that I get to work with with this and it gets to be fun and exciting and mm. interesting and <clears throat> I actually get to build a relationship with myself that's built on love and connection not resentment and disconnection and shame and guilt. yeah so. yeah yeah and judgment allows that judgment to kind of fall judgment. away because it's just what happens in nature we're a reflection of what happens and it's and it's awesome <laughs> yeah totally cool thanks um so Iari, what's um, your story? <laughs> um, well, I'm a yoga and meditation teacher. So yeah, my passion is very much working with the internal landscape and cultivating more peace and love for ourselves. And yeah, just working with the thoughts that we have and um, yeah, creating more space inside to, to feel what's there. And um, yeah, so that's kind of what I do and I teach. Yeah, teach yoga to the community um and then yeah being the co-founder of pollinate um yeah yeah it's a nice Mm. balance yeah it does definitely that balance between what you both guys bring is it gives like a wider kind of scope doesn't it so were you guys friends before or (laughs) how did it come how did pollinate originate (laughs) well (laughs) no we weren't friends before we vaguely knew each other um yes for our partners at the time um but I had been working with youth for a couple of years and I was working um I was working with at-risk youth and mostly through uh like creativity so we were making video clips and writing songs and things like this which was really cool but um as I was this is in like just a couple of years ago as I was starting to you know really get to the deeper levels of the deeper layers of self-inquiry and looking at you know yeah, like my menstrual cycle and also inquiring into, you know, different sorts of sexual encounters that I had when I was younger and how they had then impacted my way of relating and being in the world with people that I was being intimate with. Mm. Um, I, yeah, was just on this really big journey of self-discovery. And when I was in these schools, I started to sort of see that as much as what we were doing was great, there was kind of this missing link of of like the deeper parts around like connection to self and like connection to self, connection to community, connection to nature. And I just was like, you know what? I just want to start something and I want to work with women. And there was just this deeper passion to just work with young girls and provide this sort of education and safety and spaces where we can come together and just like support each other and, and learn and, and heal and inquire so yeah I basically quit my job and started to create this this thing called pollinate and then (laughs) (laughs) oh well I guess I gotta go back a little bit but um, yeah yeah so I had a um chronic illness in high school in year 11 and 12 um and yeah was had a lot of um depression and um, yeah, it was a really, really challenging time for me. And that's when I started practicing yoga. Um, and then just, yeah, dealing with that quite isolating experience um, and the challenges that came with that with simultaneously the pressures that were, you know, in the school that I went to and in the social construct and the conditioning of, you know, what young people face. Um, yeah, it was a really difficult time. And, um, 
yeah, it really, this, that whole experience really brought me deeper into connection with my body and really listening to myself and, um, yeah, sparked that passion for health and for holistic health and Mm. self-inquiry and learning, just wanting to learn more and more. Um, so I could come into more vitality, um, and more, and more joy, more peace, Mm. because that's Mm. what I was dealing with. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the foundation of where my journey started. And then, um, finishing school, I went and traveled and studied with a lot of different teachers and I started doing my yoga trainings and developing my practice and, and developing myself as a teacher. Um, and I had a, this was, I think actually during my first yoga training, I had a dream that I went back to the school that I taught, that I went to. Um, in Sydney and I was teaching yoga to the girls and, and I was sharing mm. with them through the modality of yoga, um, you know, the relation, like helping them to build the relationship with their body in a really healthy way and just breaking down those beliefs around, um, you know, body dysmorphia and, mm. and, and body image um, and, yeah, just really wanting to support them to cultivate that self-love. And so, yeah, I had this dream and I felt like I woke up and I just felt so inspired and it felt so, like, natural and authentic. Like, it just felt like I was going to do that one day. Um, So, yeah, that seed was planted. And then a few years later, um, I was in Canada studying with some some teachers and that seed was really nourished over there. Um, I was doing a, a women's yoga training and um yeah I came home and was just feeling so passionate and started writing my own curriculum and kind Ooh. of getting my own yeah I program going um and in that time I moved to Byron Bay with my partner and we stayed with Danny and her partner um while we were looking for a place and literally like the first morning after we had arrived, um, we were sitting out on the deck having breakfast together and um, Danny and I just we barely knew each other and we started talking about our, our visions and to work with young women in this way. And <laughs> they were very aligned. <laughs> wow. It yeah. was pretty uh-huh. much the same vision that we both had. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that I was supposed to be running my first pollinate workshop that morning but it had to be postponed due to some personal things and it was going to be at my house on that deck at that start time that we were sitting there oh oh my god yeah so instead we were having this conversation and we were just laughing to each other being like oh my god I guess we're supposed to do this together and it just felt like this like synchronicity and just like this yes from the universe of like yeah you guys need to do this together and just how complimentary I think Mm. both of our journeys are and and yeah it's just been this beautiful journey since Mm -hmm. of you know growing our friendship as well as Mm -hmm. um, you know business partners so yeah oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that is such a good story because like you both were on this separate individual journey, just going through your own stuff and you're really doing that work with yourself and coming to that conclusion of like, this is so true to me and what I want to do. And then the universe just like, hello, you guys are ready to meet now. Let's bring it together. So I literally, when you were saying you had a dream, um, Yari, that I was like, oh my God, this is so good. So meant to be. Yeah. Um, there's so much to even just pull apart in in that separate to what I want to ask, but it's 
just so important, I think, for people like, you know, men or women to just do that work yourself and just follow your own heart and your own journey because you really don't know where it's going to lead. Like you would have never known that it would have turned out like this. So that's just, I think, really good inspiration for people listening to, even if you're not sure, just follow what's inside and that little voice or that dream or what lights you up, what sparks you up. So good inspirational story. (laughs) Yeah, for me, I I just like speaking onto that. Like I really feel like, you know, stepping. it's really like this path of the unknown when we're listening to our hearts and it's just taking one step at a time into the, like with the present moment and listening to that and it can be really scary but I feel like I mean in my own experience it's always led me to the the most fulfillment and the most happiness you know from listening from that place and moving from that in my life yeah definitely yeah I I agree completely as I was talking to you guys before but how I started my university degree in teaching because I started actually teaching dance when I was 16 so I was really into like moving with the body being joyful with the body and teaching young kids and kind of instilling that confidence within them so I was thinking PA teaching great I get to teach health I get to teach like teenagers at that really vital time um and then I got into schools and it was like so soul destroying Mm -hmm. for me because I felt so um like locked into the curriculum and so um I don't know what the word is but kind of like stifled I guess with what um, I was allowed to say and just the comments from the girls like I remember talking about um, women's anatomy in year eight so 13 14 and girls just saying oh, god why do we have to have periods like they suck and it's just so sad that that's the kind of story that we tell our young girls and that we believe and you know into our adulthood when we pass this message on and um, I'm a yoga teacher as well I've done Um, training like that because same as you I kind of turned to it when I was quite stressed and really anxious my first year of teaching it was just very overwhelming and um, I found it to be so soothing and just gave me such an inner strength um, which is why I went on to study teaching it because same as you I just think it's so important it's such a good gateway for young children or like young girls to explore their bodies in a positive supportive way absolutely yeah so um with both of your skills together so what years are you really like working with what age what ages of girls um so mostly like 14 14 years Mm -hmm. and and older um Mm. yeah I think like we feel this content is applicable to any age um, you know, and women in their, you know, twenties, like our age, thirties, even forties, you know, like it's 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 knowledge for everybody, you know, this relationship mm. with ourselves Absolutely. and with our blood and with our sexuality and um yeah. 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 So I think we, we haven't started running the workshops yet. We're still mm. in the stages of creation and creating yeah. really strong solid foundations because what we found was that just just a little bit of background on it when we first got together and created pollen like started to build on pollinate you know we created like this little workshop that we were like yeah in a month's time we're going to run this it's going to be great and then when we started to create it and really get into it we both deeply felt that this needs to be 
bigger and and more solid um so you know it's something that where we want to start with age 14 15 you know year 10 sort of thing yeah but we're also yeah as Iari said like this is information that's still our friends we're always saying oh we're always learning more about our bodies and oh we wish that we had this information when we were younger and Mm -hmm. so it's very you know I teach a lot of this stuff in the work that I do as well with with women of all ages so yeah it's definitely something I guess for now but that we're like in that year 10 feels good but open yeah Yeah. well like year 10 to year 12 is like you know whether whether mostly already bleeding so they have a like Mm. some sort of relationship with their blood and you know they are starting to become sexually active perhaps um Mm. in their own way and yeah that it's really that point where they're starting to develop that stronger sense of self and come into themselves more in terms of you know their beliefs and and you know yeah working with that within their peers as well and so we feel it's a very um like crucial time to have that support um just to help with that guidance I think also because it's that age where maybe they're not so dependent on their parents um perhaps they're more receptive to yeah receive from from like some older we, we take it like it's the big sister approach yeah yeah, um, yeah where they because they are wanting to start to build their own concepts around themselves and um that sort of thing so yeah mm. it's like that transition time from like being a girl into a woman like that stage where you're like oh I'm not really yeah I'm no longer a girl but <laughs> is that a Britney Spears song not a woman <laughs> yeah <laughs> she knows she knows (laughs) so yeah that transition time and it's so um because it kind of sets you up I think like for the rest of how you're going to live your like 20s and even like beyond that into you know when you're in your 50s like how you develop your self-concept and how you are with partners um this is we talk a lot about yeah like a really big piece of our intention is yeah we're planting these seeds like Mm. of like a a beautiful foundation and obviously these these women these young girls they can take as much or as little as they want but you know they may come back to it in 20 years time or they may build on it you know year after year Mm. you know that inquiry um but yeah 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 just to have that like exposure from I guess like how old are you guys in your 20s did you say yeah yeah so someone that's like older but still kind of very very relatable um and not from that um you know you guys are professionals but not that kind of um like distant authoritative kind of figure but someone you can really ask questions and be open to and um I was going to say on that and yeah just be open to asking questions and just if they have that exposure from men at least they can choose as you said like what they want to do with it um because I know I was the same as you Danny I went on the pill when I was just turned 15 I had same acne and the doctor was like put her on put her on this I think I had proact what is it called um some kind of really harsh face mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so that was like a quick easy fix and I just had no more information about it and I only intuitively went off it when I the pill when I was 26 27 and I really feel like 
it took me a few months to get my period back naturally, which I was like, oh shit, what is happening? Um, but I feel like I became someone different off mm. the pill. Do yeah. you feel the same? Yeah. I really, really resonate with that. And that was a big piece for me. Like I was on the pill for a couple of years, for most of my, you know, teenage years from 15 to 2021. And then I came off it and I felt like, wow, is this who I am? Mm. <laughs> what, this is me, you know, it was a diff- different person. Yeah. And that was probably one of the first little things that really got me going, well, hang on, what's going on here? Surely this isn't normal that, you know, we're all su- suffering essentially with, you know, often it's like mental health problems or mm. weight gain and things like this and, that we're just so used to it and we think that it's normal to be like this um and so disconnected to just the natural flow of our hormones and the natural ability of our body to create you know but just like life force energy surely you know it's all linked with the hormones and suppression of of that so yeah yeah and everyone's everyone's on their own journey whether people listening are on the pill and just kind of hearing this for the first time and if that's um the best option for you I think you know you really need to ask yourself like if it is um but I have had friends and they're like yes I haven't had my period like I'm going away on holiday and I skipped it and I'm like oh because I just know how much like that's my favorite time of the cycle like when I'm bleeding I fucking love that (laughs) space so like this is me I'm so tapped in and um it's only when I start to come out of it into spring um when I start to go oh god I get a bit you know I know myself that I get a bit anxious at that time and Mm -hmm. a bit you know um floaty so I really need to be grounded in that at that time but yeah it's um to tell girls like this is the most awesome sacred time when you bleed yeah and it's this you know it's this moment where we come into contact with like that possibility to give life and Mm. actually like incredible miracle and like amazing thing that our body can do and just to have meet that possibility you know it's it's so beautiful, so beautiful. And, mm. and yeah, it's, it's such a shame that that's not, yeah, like just this time it's not honoured. And I feel like so much of that is, you know, you know, a lot of it is conditioning and a lot of it mm. is, is just lack of, lack of being informed, lack of education, mm. you know, around, around the menstruation cycle and around hormonal health and Mm. being informed around what contraceptive methods hormonal contraceptive methods do you know to our bodies and so then we can make informed choices Mm. um but yeah just speaking back to also like the conditioning as well and you know the history of woman and the history of the womb and what that has gone through over like you know hundreds and hundreds of years and what we have gone through as a collective as women you know and in relation to our bodies and how that conditioning impacts you know today and the way that we relate with ourselves the way that we relate you know with with each other Mm. this generational trauma this um yeah these belief systems that we all carry and this shame and this fear and this taboo this disconnect and this is really what inspires us Mm. is to plant these seeds of connection you know Mm. so that 
we can write a new story for women, we can write a more empowering story, um, you know, stepping forward um, and how much I feel that would impact, you know, the future of our earth. Like, yeah. women being connected with their menstruation cycle, women being, like, connected with themselves and feeling empowered, you know, like, I feel like the healing of the earth needs that too, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much connected, isn't it? It's so, so linked. And I think just the power of like you two being together and it's, you know, you're sharing and supporting each other. It's a really good role model for um, these young women as well to see you've got two different, different women together with um, skills that complement each other and you're not competitive or you're not pushing each other um, away or but really collaborating to bring something even better together. So. Yeah, and and it's been, like, such a beautiful journey because, like, we've had so many moments (laughs) of going through this content and having our own personal journeys with it, you know, like Mm. bringing up um, past experiences, past traumas, um, you know, the belief systems that we had when we we were young and just sharing that together and, and really being met in that vulnerability and working through that you know it's been it's been a healing process for us both and a growing process to to receive from each other and what that was like because you know at that age you feel so isolated and lonely and feel like you're the only one going through this because nobody talks and yeah yeah, that's definitely we feel inspired to to you know open that so that young girls can share with their girlfriends can Mm. share with their friends you know and start to have these conversations that Danny and I are having Mm. like you know one I'm I'm like Danny like my period is coming tomorrow and I'm feeling like you know super vulnerable and super tender and like I don't know I can really I think we can only do like an hour of work today you know yeah and just out within each other because like that's that way of like honoring our bodies and honoring each other Mm. as Mm. we respect those processes and yeah yeah so much healing in that definitely yeah I've got I'm very fortunate to have an awesome group of girlfriends and you know sometimes we're meant to meet up and someone's like I'm bleeding I can't I don't want to and it's like okay sweet like let's do it next week um and it's just such an understanding that we have and it's actually made me feel more confident um with my partner to be like it's a week before my period 10 days I can feel myself snap into autumn and I'm like all right just letting you know and then he knows um and I think it would be so awesome like what I would love to imagine for the future is if women are so connected to their cycles and how they're feeling and supportive of one another in the workplace to be like okay I can't just be in that masculinity and work the same all throughout the month because you know men can't even do that really like no human should have to work exactly the same every single day but it allows us and gives us that permission and softness to be like okay you're more tired that's Mm -hmm. that's fine like your hormones aren't the same as they were a week ago and it just it the ripple effect from teaching young girls out into the world would just be crazy Absolutely. It's that reconnection back to vulnerability, being a superpower, not a weakness. And I think that's Mm. something that we're really passionate about is, you know, the more that we can be vulnerable and like, and tune into our bodies and go, okay, how am I feeling? And honor that 
the more that, you know, we're like empowering ourselves and allowing ourselves to like actually the in the long term we're going to have more vitality and more ability mm. to work better and show mm. up for our families and our friends and ourselves better mm. if we can do that mm. but it's also you know it it impacts the whole the whole collective it impacts yeah everybody so yeah we're really passionate about that as well very good um yeah i wanted to ask um how yoga when you were that year 11 age um how it made any changes on your like relationship with your body like in positive ways do you think it changed how you viewed and like connected with your body starting your yoga practice back then oh absolutely yeah so much I mean being so sick at the time um I I actually started practicing it to help with my physical illness um yeah I was just practicing yin yoga, so just like super mm. gentle because that was all I could do and it was the only thing that would give me energy. And then slowly I I would just notice, like I started wanting to practice more and more throughout the week and it started being like my highlight of my week after school and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and then bringing, just bringing that attention into the body and, the you know, the the processes that I would go through in my class, in the yoga class, you know, with my teacher and I would just start crying, like, you know, because I could finally feel like all these feelings, like this depression that I was experiencing and the struggle and how difficult it was for me. And, you know, there was just these beautiful moments of like just being with myself and holding myself, you know, through that process and just deeply connecting with the intelligence of the body, you know, and, Mm -hmm. And, like, there's just this whole world inside for us to explore. And, um, yeah, it certainly deepened my relationship with my, with my body, how I look, you know, like coming into deeper acceptance with those parts, you know, that might um, necessarily in our society be deemed not perfect, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, it was definitely like a it helped to to change the mindset around that slowly yeah for sure yeah definitely yeah because it is a lot now and I'm sure like young people feel it even more than we do as adults with social media and like the filters and um that kind of having to be perfect or take the right picture or all of that kind of stuff um so it's so nice to be able to have that authentic like as you said before but that internal landscape of exploration Mm -hmm. and it just kind of it helps you protect yourself from that kind of stuff that we see in social media and get affected by it absolutely and and also just the piece that's coming through for me now like a really big yeah a really big piece was shifting like my mentality around the like what I defined as beauty Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because like beauty in social media is like there's like this image there's this expectation there's this bar that we have to meet of perfection which we're never going to get to Mm. and as long as we keep aspiring to get to that expectate to meet that fulfill that expectation we're just going to suffer you know Mm -hmm. and and yeah so a really big piece for me was as I yeah through my trainings and through like um I was living in Costa Rica for a time there and really connecting with like nature and some of the indigenous cultures and and their ways and building my relationship with the earth and with nature Mm -hmm. 
and that feminine quality that the earth holds you know in her beauty like looking at the flowers and how much like yeah so how much beauty there is in the flower and seeing that reflection with inside of me you know and Mm. and the same with the body like yeah it's just like reconditioning like what we think beauty is and um, I think a really big piece is having these different embodiments of women these different role models you know that express and embody the feminine and beauty in different ways you Mm. know because we just have this like one model which is completely distorted you know photoshop filters like you know and bless like bless them too you know like there's real there's beauty like you know I don't know them personally yeah sure they hold a lot of beauty but just from the outside you know like and how much pain that can cause inside because we feel like you know we're we're never going to be like that Mm. and just yeah coming deeper into that self-acceptance like Mm. yeah it's so it's so important yeah I think Polly Denny you're the same like connecting with nature it kind of shifts your perspective as well as like what's beautiful like I live near the beach and uh, me and my partner often go for beach walks and the beach the ocean is different every day and it's always astonishing like whether it's beautiful calm lake or it's like a messy storm and it just shows us like so much uniqueness and difference and that's a good thing <laughs> thank yeah, god variety. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel that a lot with um, practicing cyclical living and really Mm. connecting with nature. And like, as you said, you know, like a storm or a a rushy ocean, like an ocean like this is just as perfect as a calm ocean. And you'll always have like big waves and all of this, and then it will go still. And this is what's happening inside our bodies every month as well. You know, Mm. where this direct reflection, just like the waves have a cycle or like, yeah, we have, you know, summer, autumn, winter, spring, and there's the cold and the dark and the isolated and then the summer, which is the vibrant and external and joyful or whatever, energised. It's all beautiful and it's all perfect and it always comes in these cycles. And for me, that's been the deepest practice of self-acceptance instead of resistance, resistance to the, you know, the inner chaos and the, the inner waves that are like this, it's the acceptance and going, oh, wait, this is part of the process and I have to experience this in order for myself to reach that next phase of the cycle with more ease. And every time I do that, I'm just, you know, coming more and more into myself, into my authentic self, into more acceptance, less resistance. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. That It's all part of the process. Like it's not wrong or bad. It's just part of it and um we need all the seasons yeah like pms that's a really you know a beautiful example that's that you know the autumn phase that we kind of grow up going oh no i you know she's she's got pms she's angry she's moody this and that and because we're not taught how to be with our emotions and allow ourselves to experience whatever's going to arise whether that's anger or you know whatever whatever's within then we classify it as bad and we suppress it more and mm. it creates more disease and more discomfort. Mm. And then we're continuing continuing just in this kind of cycle of suppression, really. And also it's this opportunity, you know, this beautiful opportunity to meet ourselves and meet all these feelings that mm. we've, you know, all these things that are moving through us and 
things that we haven't maybe necessarily felt for the the last few weeks you know and it's this opportunity to learn more about ourselves Mm -hmm. and actually yeah again seeing that darkness and seeing that that shedding process as something really beautiful Mm -hmm. and sacred Mm -hmm. as we prepare for the rebirth you Mm -hmm. know when we come out of that time again Mm -hmm. yeah that beauty yeah it's all beautiful yeah 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 that's I think um because I started off with a lot of yin like I didn't have any teachers I grew up in a small country town so I just started just doing stuff on YouTube and um I just do it in my room and I had no idea about yin or anything but it was like I would cry often and that's what people say to me now when I like teach them like a hip opener or something they're like I was really angry or I wanted to cry and I was like that's awesome like that's it's a release and it's okay. And I often tell them like, I cry at least, you know, once a week or feels, <laughs> you know, it feels so good. And um, that kind of acceptance with yin that you get um, for those people listening, yin is where you hold a pose for a few minutes and you really allow the body to open naturally. Um, really recommend it if you haven't tried it before, but linking that with autumn, the season of autumn, because um, I get really, as I'm sure a lot of other people Um, women really strong emotions come up and I'm quite you know go with the flow very happy positive person and when this um, season comes up it startles me a little bit how strong I can be and setting my boundaries and all of this stuff that maybe lays low in the rest of my season and it comes up I think the practice of yin really helps me to explore those emotions in a healthy way and just let them be there and do something positive with the feeling absolutely because we have this space you know where we're not doing anything we're not distracted even with like more of a flow hatha or vinyasa class we're moving on to the next point for our alignment and instead of just like fully having these few minutes to like sit with our shit Mm. you know yeah yeah yeah. language you know and just allow everything to come up and you know so much that we hold emotionally in our tissues physically you know and allowing that to shift out you know because we're holding it holding them for so long yeah it's such a gift like such a gift yeah that healing process yeah it's awesome um Danny you touched on it before but can you explain what yoni what first of all what yoni means the word and then what yoni steaming is (laughs) sure (laughs) so the yoni is um it's it's Sanskrit for like sacred passage. It has a couple of, of translations, doesn't it? It can be yeah. like the flower or, um, but yeah, sacred passage almost to the universe or something like that. And so for me, what that essentially means, you know, the yoni is, um, in, it encompasses the whole of this area of the female genitalia. So it's not just, you know, the uterus or the, um, the vulva, or the and, vulva. The, and the reproductive system. It's everything, yeah. but it yeah. also encompasses the, you know, the spiritual aspect of the womb space. And I think that that's really important to acknowledge and recognize for women is that we have a physical womb but we also have this metaphysical womb that Mm. you know a lot of us can hold a lot of trauma in this space and um that is what can manifest as also um womb health issues so so I love this word the yoni to talk about um this area of our body rather than you know, in school systems and things, we're kind of educated as it being the vagina, but the vagina is just, just the canal. (laughs) It's one little bit of it. So Mm. um, it's almost this beautiful word of reclamation for this very powerful, potent part of our body. 
Um, and then yoni seeming is basically um, a very, very, very ancient practice that has been used across the world, across all cultures, um, but it's a very lost practice. Um, so it's sort of coming back into fruition now and it's the use of herbs, hot water, so steam, and yeah, and just like a bowl of, of herbs that are steaming. And you basically, a woman sits over or sits over the herbal, the bowl and the steam goes up into the yoni and it mm. softens the tissue and it enters into the cervix and into the uterus. And um, basically it has lots of healing benefits, but essentially it's softening everything. So anything that's sort of stuck up there can be released out, mm. um, including emotions, including all sorts of things, but also physically it can support things like infections and um, cysts and fibroids and, um, you know, period cramps and period pain and long periods and mm. short cycles and all of these sorts of things. So it's a very, very powerful practice. It's really beautiful. Mm. And so for nurturing. It's too. so nurturing. <laughs> and mm. yeah, it just feels like such a, um, as well, this beautiful sort of reclam, like it's another piece of, you know, women sort of coming back into deeper connection with their bodies because we're so used to, you know, we have a problem with our menstrual cycle or whatever, and we immediately get put on like the pill or we take some antibiotics or we, mm. we, you know, our health is put into the hands of somebody else. But this sort of practice is this opportunity to be like, okay, let me sit with my womb and use this beautiful plant medicine, you know, the earth, the feminine, beautiful, nurturing, creative earth. And the gifts that it has and allowing that to support us in healing so yeah it's yeah really cool. <laughs> god I definitely even as you were describing that like I felt like in my body in that area like softening like just as you're explaining it um so I think I really need to do it can you do it at home or do you yes need... yeah so okay you can do it at home but I started to study it because um I was interested in doing it, but I thought because I am like I love plants and I love plant medicine, yeah. I thought to myself, well, plants are so powerful. Like surely there's got to be specific plants for specific things. You can't just go and like find some that you like and, and yeah. do it. Um, and so the more that I started studying it, the more I realized that we really need more people that are um, educated in this and that are sharing information on it because, you know, there's things like uterine fatigue where if certain women have that and they don't know because we're not educated about these things and they start steaming for themselves it can increase you know the fatigue in the uterus so yeah. um it is something that you can do at home but it is I would recommend working with somebody that is like a facilitator or a practitioner um that can provide you with herbs and provide you with a steam plan that can really support your needs yeah that's awesome god I wish I um knew something about like that um because I used to get a lot of yeast infections like over and over and over again and I started getting them like maybe from the pill maybe from diet maybe you know lots of things but god for a few years there I was just suffering that so often um and I haven't had it in forever um but something like that just being able to have a really as you said nurturing like nourishing self-care where you can just really connect um I feel like would have made all the difference to me at that time rather than just having those antibiotics which just made it worse <laughs> it's one of the things that we really like love to share to in pollinate is um yeah talking about like the yeast infections and how to take care of our womb 
you know, and what not to do, you know. So, you know, with hygiene and, and all these kinds of things because there's so many products out there now, you know, mm. it's crazy. Yeah. But totally actually imbalancing the pH level mm. of your, you know, of your vagina and your vaginal health and um, all these sorts of things. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's, that, it's that just another thing around you know, bringing love and connection back to your womb rather than going, mm. oh, I've got this issue, somebody fix it for me. It's like, yeah. oh, what's yeah. going on? Like, yeah. let me tune in yeah. and how can I really support myself? And like for young women, you know, like like when I was a teenager, I had no idea like, mm. okay, is this a UTI or is this infection? Yep. Okay, like what do I do? Like, yeah, you discharge. Know, like, like what's, what is yeah. it? Like what's going on? Yeah, is this normal? Mm. Is this wrong? Yeah. And, like, you know, I don't want to go and see, like, a male doctor who's, like, you know, it's just, like, totally just not talked about. Opening the, the sealed section of Dolly, hoping for the <laughs> yeah. end of the <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God, I love those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were funny. <laughs> yeah, but they, that's, all we, that's all we had. That was the that's best sex education that we all had access to when yeah. we were younger. Yeah, yeah, and it was only, you know, a page, two pages. <laughs> I needed a book on it. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so, in saying that are you guys writing a book did i read that yeah we are very slowly it's gonna it's a it's a big big journey um but yeah, yeah like just um yeah we are we are <laughs> it's coming together and our, our vision is like then that this information will be accessible to to girls everywhere you know yeah. um regardless of their socioeconomic you know like where, where yeah. they live, you know um so hopefully internationally yeah as well so yeah, yeah. well i'll pre-order one for when it's <laughs> going to be released and give it to my daughter when i have one and pass it on <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess like um one of my final questions but like if you could tell your younger self or like girls now what's like one thing that they can kind of do to support their health as a woman what's one thing that you would recommend or say to them or say to your younger self supporting their health supporting their health (sighs) i think um like a really big word that comes up for danny and i is intuition Mm. and trust in your body and developing this this capacity and ability to listen to yourself to listen to the symptoms that your body is giving you you know when we have these physical symptoms it's the way that the body communicating to us that something's not in harmony something's in balance whether that's you know a physical pain or if that's you know emotionally where we're feeling really depressed or down you know or anxious you know it's this indicator of like okay something's not in harmony like how can we look after ourselves and so coming back to this yeah this capacity to listen to ourselves to listen to what we're feeling to honor that to trust in that wisdom of the body mm-hmm. you know and what it's trying to communicate to us um and yet and connecting that with intuition you know and and that that gut instinct and how much that can support us on our path of you know like of healing if we're not well but also yeah of health of well-being mm. you know not just physical health but taking care of ourselves taking care so you know asserting our boundaries you know all this sort of thing you know uh, um 
saying no, you know, is saying yes to to us. Mm, you know? Love um, that. Yeah, so that's yeah. Yeah, that's probably a really big piece that yeah. I would I'd wanna I would say yeah. the same pretty much word for word and just adding just a little bit you know and you sort of touched on it but it's you know when we're listening to our intuition it's then also that relates to how we can then honor ourselves through our menstrual cycle and live our lives yeah in yeah honoring that and the way that our bodies are every day and then also with our sexuality and our yeses and nos and you know if we feel contracted or open or sluggish or energized with different people or on different Mm. days and just like really 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 trusting that Mm. I think that's the biggest thing yeah yeah trust I think that is just the one word trust yourself listen to yourself yeah um I think practices for me because I would agree um for me would be like journaling I don't know if you guys or listeners out there journaling is such a good way to really hear your own voice um, and you kind of can do free writing which is just letting your pen just write and not um, critiquing or trying to get anything you just free write and let it out Um, but also meditating is a great way to get in contact with your authentic voice and starting that intuition is there any other kind of ways if people young girls anyone is listening they're like okay intuition like how do I do that I like what you said about the journaling and I think that there's something in that as well of you know when you're journaling adding in because I think actually and I remember when I was younger having a lot of trouble journaling I'd be like what am I going to write about today I did this and I think that something that's really beautiful is this thing of um you know how am I feeling today Mm. and going how am I feeling today as kind of a an invitation into what you can write about and then if you read that then it can indicate to you can be almost like this roadmap or this guide for okay what do I need then how am I feeling and how can I support myself and using these sorts of prompts in journaling to then you know set yourself up for a day that is um caring for your needs yeah yeah and it's also a good way to um like track and see your cycles and your patterns as well because I think for a while there I was like ranking like how extroverted I felt or introverted and like my mood swings and things and I was deciding like one word and like you flick through the month and then you flick through like three months and it's like the same (laughs) pattern of like everyone just f off or like I love everyone or (laughs) 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 and it's so funny when you look at it and mine um we we should touch on this next time um but the moon is like so linked with mine and I can just see that it's just such a good um, like indicator of how I'm feeling emotionally and where I'm at with my cycles. So just maybe if that's something that you intuitively feel like connected with the moon, I found that was like an awesome thing to connect with. Absolutely. Becoming friends with your menstrual cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Like just building that relationship with it, Mm -hmm. all the ins and outs, Mm -hmm. the journey of it. Yeah. Knowing what day you're on, like, so beneficial you know just to be like okay like it's this reference point okay mm. I'm coming up to my ovulation period so I'm going to have a little bit more energy feeling a bit more mm. vital maybe I'll do a bit more um you know intense exercise like get my heart rate going you know be a bit more social that kind of thing you know and then coming down into the into the autumn starting to slow down you know like Mm. communicating your needs Mm. yeah telling your family your your partner 
you know, hey, like I'm going to bleed. Do you think you can cook dinner tomorrow night? Like whatever, hold space for me so I can rest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think becoming friends with, with your menstrual cycle and, and yeah, building that relationship with your blood and, and starting to shift that, yeah, that, that relationship, that shame, that taboo, you know, through seeing it as a beautiful journey that we get to go through as women and this amazing opportunity to, you know, this death and rebirth every month. Every month. (laughs) We come out of our period like, (laughs) you know, ready for for something new, ready to to create, ready to, you know, connect again and, and yeah it's it's so beautiful so yeah yeah it's so awesome for women to to journey into that experience and and learn and yeah Mm -hmm. the whole world waiting yeah Yeah. it (laughs) definitely is it so is (laughs) um so if people want to um connect with you or find out more about you guys how do they do that so we have an instagram which is pollinate underscore youth underscore org and so on there, we post um, usually weekly something on these sort of topics that we're passionate about. Um, so menstruation, sexuality and well-being. And um, we also have our individual Instagram handles. I don't know if you. Yeah, well. please. Yeah. So my <laughs> more, more, more. <laughs> I have, um, at Danny Gonda, D-A-N-I-G-O-N-D-A. And Yari, mine's <laughs> just Yari. I think. I think it's just um, I Y A R I. Yeah, no, no, just a um, underscore, double underscore. I think. Which one's the tech one? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We'll find you. We'll yeah, find yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and then we're um, yeah, we're working towards uh. So our launch date is um, January 2022. So, yeah, just in a few months, that's when we're going to be launching our program. So, yeah, we've yeah. had a few years of working on this yeah. baby. Um, yeah, amazing. Just getting ready to to take off. Yeah. <laughs> starting, in, starting in the Byron Bay Shire, which yeah. is where we are. Yeah. And then yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you're in the Byron Shire, get in touch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah amazing. Um, thanks so much for this chat. Um, I personally have got so much out of it, and I know listeners like out there would have just gotten the same amount of juicy goodness and authenticity and realness and just positivity and just all that good stuff. So thanks so much for being on the show with me. Thank you. Emma. Thanks for having us. Loving me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I hope you guys were as inspired as I was by Iari and Danny. I felt so uplifted and just so pumped from our conversation. And if you got something out of this episode or just the podcast in general, make sure to subscribe, rate and review. I really appreciate your energy and your presence. So thank you for being with here with me today. And until next time, stay safe and look after yourself. Bye for now.